Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. A show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. Broadcast from the Orange Sidewinder and a place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 382 of Live Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, Chief Archivist of Live Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in this rather packed orange sidewinder bar, although um, this is actually more like the shenanigans fleet carrier, uh, we have. Um, our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. We have on our own carrier, uh, Staff Liaison Officer, Commander Psykit. If I can get into the bloody game. <laughs> ah, right. And also joining us uh, for for this, because our Head of Health and Safety is is busy doing health and safety things, we also have our, our Chief Buckyballer, that will be Alec Turner. Good evening, everyone. And our head of steam engines, Mac Winston. Hello. <laughs> Isn't that Peter Wotherspoon? I, th- I thought you both were, were building yeah. up heads of steam. Well, okay, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> um, right now, if you wish, we are in live. We are in live. We're hanging out in open either um, Psykit's carrier or the Shenanigans carrier. Join at your own risk in open uh, in uh, the live system. Uh, if you can get us to, if you cannot get to us in game, you can join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat uh, and go to twitch.tv slash laveradio or go to YouTube and look up Live Radio or Facebook and look up Live Radio. We are there. So um, I think we will go around our crew and guests and see how they've been for the last week or so. It's been quite an eventful week, so <laughs> strap yourself in, everybody. So we'll start with Psykit, if that's okay. Yeah, 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 it can be. It can mm-hmm. be. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop for asking around with that then. Hi, hi I'm here. Hi. Um, I, I, sorry, how was my week? Um, yes. Oh, man. 
No, like, I mean, it's been a quiet week, hasn't it? Let's be honest. Not a lot has got no, and uh, not a lot has gone on. It's been really quiet, really uneventful. Mm, um, sarcasm works wonders. Um, I've, um, I, I've, I've not been up to that much. If I'm completely honest, I've, um, like, out of game. Yes. Not a lot. Not a lot at all. It's been a really, really quiet week. Um, exactly, exactly. Those crickets. I love it. <laughs> um, in game, I've been mostly fart assing about. Um, I made a, a stupid decision to try and make a Corvette, um, but for the racing skin. So oh, a right. speedy Corvette. So I'm I'm kind of halfway through that. Um, and um, yeah. Um, and other than that, I did the No Man's Sky expedition. That was fun. And then today I've been playing in Update 11. Mm. Yes. And that's about it, really. Lots of, lots of Update 11 stuff is going to be happening today, I think. Um, right. We will move on to Shan. Uh, so you've finished... Um... Mention that Shan reminds me of Zippy off Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> if you say it... <laughs> No one has to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, I finished dear. the expansion. I finished the main story of the expansion. I've still got, obviously, there's a ton more to do, but, you know. Mm. Um, in, so I tried Elden Ring because um, Elvis Minishan was raving about it. I tried Elden Ring for about an hour and yeah. just hated the control system because it's been directly ported from a console. And yes, you can play it with a, with a, with a you know, controller, okay, but I really can't get on. I really don't like controllers. So I tried remapping the keys, and just nothing felt intuitive about the control method. So I got a refund on it, much to oh. uh So instead, I brought Mass Effect Legendary Edition, because oh. I have never played Mass Effect properly. You haven't. Oh well, as long as you can get through the first game, is is brilliant. But you need to start from get. You need to start from the the very beginning. Yeah, that's what I've done. I started. I've started from scratch, and I'm working my way through it mm. slowly. And because I, I, I just wanted something single player and a bit RPG ish. So I started Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. It's better looking than I remember, which is good. And it's supposed I would, to be. <laughs> I would probably say it's actually better looking than Andromeda because it hasn't got the googly random eyes of Andromeda. I thought they fixed that in the end. Well, I, I, I got it when they had the googly random eyes and stopped mm. playing it, so we'll see. But anyway, so yeah. I've been doing that. Out of game, I have been um, F5-ing overclockers. Other computer stores are available, of course. Waiting for news of my new computer shipping, which should be arriving tomorrow. So I will have a fun day tomorrow building my new PC and copying everything over. And what else has been going on? Hobbs is now better, so he's now eating everything in his path, including trying to eat Calvin. Um, right. And that's about it. Well, okay. Um, right, we'll we'll turn over to and jump over the Irish Sea to, to the Island Man and ask Mac Winston, how have you been? Ah, very good. I've got COVID. So, okay, anyway. good start. <laughs> I'm on that. But um, uh, I've pretty, fortunately, pretty much, uh, it's, it's just been the sniffles so far. Uh, 
My missus has COVID too. She's got a bit of a cough. But other than that, we're, in, we're actually, we're just fine. I mean, we're triple vaxxed. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. Other than that, uh, I've been doing some synth tech again. I fitted a Kiwi 106, my old Juno 106 synthesizer, uh, and repaired a few other things. Changed all the buttons, which had gone faulty on it. Um, so I had my solder sucker out. Uh, changed a couple of chips that had got noisy. Uh, so, yeah, I've been having fun with that. Uh, other random stuff. Oh, yeah, I installed Debian Linux on a old, old Mac Pro that's long out of support. So I had a bit of fun trying to get that to work, but it works now. So I have another another machine. So, yeah, it's... It's other than that because we still have to self isolate. If you got COVID, you still have to self isolate here for ten days or until two negative tests. And I haven't tested negative yet. Um, the last time I did it, I did an LFT last night, and the the te- the the test line was like the reddest I've seen. It was like really deep angry red. But anyway, it seems I I've, I've had worse colds, so it doesn't. Se- uh, fortunately, it seems um, I'm doing okay. And we're doing, we're both doing okay since we both have it. So anyway, hopefully it'll will will um it'll be gone soon, and we'll be back to we'll be able to be allowed outside again. Until then, I'll, I'm just forced to play video games, basically. Oh no! What a hardship! Oh no! I know, I know. So. It's um yeah. Well, uh, we'll move on to Mr. Buckyball himself, Alec Turner. How are you, sir? I'm sitting at a bar. This is really exciting. <laughs> I'm, I'm sat next to you. Um, yeah, I've been all right. Actually, I, um, I'm slightly ahead of Mac in that I, I had COVID and then recovered from it. Um, I had zero symptoms whatsoever. But it did take the full 10 days before I started testing negative. You know, they, they sort of say you can have two negative tests after five days and you're allowed, <laughs> you're allowed out again. But um, mm. no, it took the full 10 days. Um, one word of warning, which is um, what happened to me was then I had a week of feeling fine and all testing negative and all tickety-boo. And then I had the worst case of the runs I have ever had, which lasted about eight days. Oh, um, lovely. And and, good old explosive bowel syndrome. Yeah, and I subsequently read that it is a thing which they're researching into, which is that um, COVID can sit dormant in your gut and you test negative and it just sits there and then about a week later your gut decides it doesn't like it very much. So watch out for that. <laughs> you may have a little bonus surprise headed your way. <laughs> Again, we have now gone into old men complaining about. Sorry, yes, I should not do that. Yeah, in game, I have been, um, I have been prepping far too early, really, for the next buckyball race, which starts on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. Doing a little bit of route planning and a little bit of practicing, and um, yeah. Oh shit! That's Saturday. It yep. is start Saturday. It's a good one. This I'll, maybe we'll talk more about it later, don't they? But yeah, it's um, looking forward. It's, to this is one. this the one where you have to do SRV flying? It is. There is um, thirteen kilometres of SRV travel involved. I better learn how to do that then. <laughs> and I barked. I just walked onto Shan's bar, and the bartender is a midget. Never ever do that again. Are they? I'll sack them. Oh right. Give you a minute. We, I'll sack them. But yes, that was my week. Buckyball practice. Excellent. 
Um, well, let's see. Um, I have done a couple of uh, decent streams over over the weekend. Um, thanks to everybody who who kept me company. It, it is quite nice to actually be out in the black and being able to talk to somebody. <laughs> that always makes a change. Um, however, I did discover, and I don't know how this, pa this passed me by, uh, out of game, I discovered Battlestar Galactica Deadlock, which is a turn-based ship-to-ship combat game with hints of XCOM. And, um, yeah, how the heck... I mean, they stopped, they stopped doing this game in 2020, uh, so basically all the DLCs and all that are out. But how the heck this game passed me by, I have no idea. And, um, yeah, I wasted a lot of time with that over the weekend. Uh, apart from that, um, we've, we've cut a tree down. So the bunny is coming out into his garden and going, I'm sure there was a tree here. There's a massive tree here, I'm sure of it. So we've confused the bunny. Is this the Xeno bunny? Well, he is the bunny, not a Xeno bunny. Ah. This is this is something this is an ongoing thing. <laughs> like and subscribe. Where did that come from? Yeah, there's there's lots of sound bites being played. Weird. So, um, now that we've gone round with everybody, um, obviously for tonight's activity, you, you can pop either onto Psychic's carrier or Jean's carrier and, and see at least one of us. And we, if we can see you, we will wave. Uh, but the development news. Now, what have the devs said this week? Right, <clears throat> settle in. Obviously, uh, on Wednesday, we got the announcement that up the 11 was delayed yet again because um, we were expecting it to be last Tuesday uh, and, and nothing happened. And then everyone got excited because we saw people sat down on a picture that came out on Wednesday. Uh, so there was a little bit of grumbling about the fact that the, the update 11 was going to be delayed. Um, and then everybody forgot about that grumbling. Because uh, on Thursday, that was the day that uh, David Braben got on the forums himself and announced that um, due to due to reasons, the console version development was going to be stopped. Uh, and how should we put this? The reaction has been both outrageous and sad. I think is is the best way to describe this. Uh, it's it is a hard one to call, uh, to be honest, and uh, no doubt we'll be getting into that uh, quite a lot in a minute. <laughs> so, um, moving on from there, obviously Friday. Uh, there was a problem with the Colonia Bridge Brewers Cop decal, which won't inst install. And then finally, uh, on Monday, we got our first proper um, communication this year from Zach about the Discovery uh, Scanner. And it touched on a whole load of uh, little things, which again, we will we'll touch on in a minute. And of course, today we've had the patch notes that have suddenly arrived. So, um, overall, one of the busiest weeks we've had in a while. Uh, so, oh, I don't know where to really start with this. 
right, let us start um, at the very beginning, which I think will have to be the console update. Um, right. Let, let's go into it in full detail. It's it's something that they have said it's with a heavy heart, uh, and elite and elite dangerous is close to my heart, and all that kind of stuff. And they've said that they will not be bringing the Xbox and the PS4 into the Odyssey world. So, and as far as they're concerned, that's the end of any other uh, console development. Now, they haven't been clear whether or not the entire game's going into uh, maintenance mode with with nothing happening, uh, or whether or not you'll still get the Galnet news and the uh, and the see uh, any space based CGs and that kind of thing going forward. So, right, let's quickly go around and get everybody's initial reaction to this. Uh, I think we'll start with. Um, Let's, let's start with Psykit. Oh God! Um, I know. Well, the same, like the same as everyone's. Um, I'm, I think you'd be hard pe- pressed to find a commander that was like, ah, yeah, you know what? Sod it, Sodom. They don't deserve that's Like nobody's going to feel like that. It's it was an absolute blow, and it sucked. Mm. Yeah, and there's there's no way uh, to. To sugarcoat it in any way, because um, apparently we have lost. Uh, well, twenty percent of the the player base will not be able to progress on Odyssey, which is uh, a shame. Um, okay, Shan. Yeah, I mean, I, I must, I must say, I do emphasise what Sai was saying. But to be fair, the announcement came as no surprise to me personally. Um, what I will say, though is, and I'm sorry if you get a bit thing about this, there was completely no question that Frontier developers and CMs worked their bums off trying to get it to work. I am actually convinced they didn't just go, nah, I won't be bothered with that, we'll tell them in a year's time. I suspect what they did is they tried and tried and tried and tried to get it working on, you know, last generation consoles and then either it was too hard or the amount of money it would take would be too much the time scales would be too late they had to reluctantly cancel it so and i think they actually went further than a lot of other games companies would do trying to get to work so i would just want to say thank you for your hard work sometimes it doesn't pan out but your hard work is appreciated the other side of the coin, though, is again the senior management communications issues let them down. Because personally, what I would have done is I would have held off for another month or two, let them investigate whether or not transfers are possible or not. So you can say, yeah, we, we hate doing this. Consoles aren't going to be developed anymore. However, you will be able to transfer your commander in its entirety over to the PC. So that kind of takes the stuff you on your own aspect away. The other thing I want to uh, to mention is I think one thing people need at the moment, and update 11 helps, but we kind of knew that was coming, is I think we need to see where they're heading to inspire us to say, yeah, there's still active development. There's, we can look forward to engineering updates or new ships or whatever it is 
in a roadmap. And because when you deliver bad news, you have to have good news as well. Otherwise, everyone just goes grumpy and sad. Yeah, it's um, it's not great. Um, okay, Alec, you um, uh, guys have got quite a lot with the uh, invested in the Buckyball Club. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, just, just generally, I think, yeah, I think, I think, just generally, I would say echo the same as everyone else. In some ways, it's it's not a surprise, but it it kind of was a surprise, even though we suspected it was happening. When you actually see it in black and white, it's it's still yeah. quite a blow, isn't it? And I I, I feel deeply for console players i'm seeing lots of very heartfelt messages of people leaving and i and i get it you know they can still play the game in theory i suspect cgs will continue i suspect you know or some of them and i suspect galnet will continue but but in their heart of hearts they know they're you know they're playing a game that isn't going to develop and evolve and they're going to get left behind so yeah i get it um two two thoughts i wanted to say actually um so shan mentioned about um, account transfers, and in fact, there have been a few questions asked. I mean, on you know, on, on the original forum thread, um, people asked about account transfers. People asked what it actually meant for the PC build. You know, when is the merge going to happen? Um, are PC players still going to see the old planets, or are they only quite soon, maybe only going to see the new planets? Um, will CGs and Galnet run on console? There's, there's loads of questions, and I'm. <laughs> I kind of wonder how long Frontier have really known that this was coming. I, I kind of feel it's been a while, and I really am a bit dis- well, very disappointed in them that they, they don't have the answers to these questions. It seems extraordinary that people are answering, asking these questions, and they're going, uh, we'll look into that. It's like, how, how could you not have had those answers prepped and ready to go? Um, yeah. I mean, and the other thing on account transfers, there was a very interesting point made on uh, guard frequency today, which is that it, account transfers may not simply be a technical difficulty or even a technical difficulty. It could well be um, a more of a sort of legal agreement because I, I guess Sony and Microsoft respectively kind of own those commanders their account details um and they don't necessarily want to let them go you know if if, if those console commanders choose to buy arcs um uh, sony and microsoft respectively they they take their little cut of that so there's nothing in them particularly there's nothing in it in it for them you know to let those commanders go so frontier may well be negotiating with those two companies to um to try and you know wrangle a, a legal go. deal to get to get that data to get that account data i very much doubt oh, that transferring frontier own the ip there don't they they own the ip but there must be some sense in which microsoft and sony kind of have a, a vested interest in those accounts staying with anyway i don't know enough about yeah. it, but it but i could well I mean, believe that I, I thought that the accounts all really stayed with frontier but there was a linking mechanism to link the Xbox account or the yep. Sony yep. account Maybe. to the Frontier account. Maybe. But, um, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, and the only other thing I wanted to say is, is that I, the one, one, the one thing I feel most strongly about, um, you know, this, um, the cancellation of console development is it's basically an admission of defeat. Um, you know, like Shan, I think those the developers have been working for six months trying to optimize Odyssey, 
And this is basically an admission of defeat. This is them saying, we can't do it. We failed. Um, you know, I would be very surprised if they didn't have some kind of benchmarking test rig or even maybe a very um, crude console build where they were able to run the Odyssey code and, and you know, gauge whether it, whether it performed well enough or not. And I think they've just finally had to admit defeat, which is, um, yeah. which is difficult. You know, I, I'm a software developer and, um, Given enough time, you can make a computer do anything. Um, I have no doubt that it is theoretically possible to get Odyssey to run on consoles. But what I suspect is that they've rather backed themselves into a, a dead end with the way the code was written. Uh, and what they've been doing over the last six months is kind of piecemeal optimizations, you know, chipping 5% off here, 10% off there. I suspect the code needed a rewrite. Yeah, I, I, if it gets to a case where you have to do a rewrite and all you're doing is you've created a new custom client to talk yeah. to the same old and I, You know, after six months of, of choosing to try and optimize and optimize and optimize rather than going, this isn't going to work, let's rewrite it. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're at a dead end and they've had to admit defeat. That's, that's, yeah. that's my main takeaway, really. I mean, um, I'm, going to, I'm going to come to, to Mac next. Uh, but Mac, you had an interesting point about why um, the uh, they they were only going to be concentrating on the PS4 and uh, the Xbox, and not come out with the a new version for the PS5 and Xbox X. Right. Um, what I understand, <coughs> I'm sorry. What I understand the case to be is because Odyssey is DLC. It's officially DLC. It's not a new game. It has to run on the same platforms as the original. So you've essentially got this 2022 game with all the extra graphical stuff, which no matter how much you optimize it is going to require extra performance. Uh, essentially tacked on to a game from when did, when did Elite release now? 2015, was it? Yes. 2014, I think. 2014, late 2014, December 2014. So the trouble is, um, now I'm sure it would run just fine on one of the next gen consoles, but unfortunately, they have to, it has to work on the previous gen because it's a DLC, and that's part of the deal. If it's a DLC, you have to support the generation the, the main game is actually on. You can't just make the DLC only for next gen only. That is what I understand the case to be, which means they've really got their work cut out because the last-gen consoles, I mean, they're pretty... Even compared to a low-end PC today, they're, 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 they're kind of a bit on the weak side. I mean, what's what, what's the... Like, an ex, the, the stuff that the Elite Dangerous runs on currently, I mean, what kind of graphics card is it equivalent to in the PC world? Um, um, and 970 or something? Yeah, it's not even, a, it's not even GTX 980. So... Um, it's the the it it would be you know any anything that's like new and is more graphically intensive, more CPU intensive because it's new and it's it, the, the the horizons have expanded. Uh, to not uh, try and intentionally make a pun out of that, it's it's going to be a big challenge to get it to work on the previous gen stuff, just because you're you're trying to make it work on something that i know on the pc is you know barely the minimum hardware spec um so i think they're kind of boxed in a bit by that and 
Player numbers have never been... They've always been a bit disappointing on console. I mean, you've got two console platforms, it's only 20% of the player base. So from a business point of view, you're thinking we're going to expend this huge amount of effort for a very small player base, and we're probably not going to get... the At most, you're only going to get a percentage of those actually buying the expansion. So there isn't really much revenue percent potential in there. Um, so... I, I think basically those two those two things have have basically boxed them in a bit, um, yeah. and they've now it's just it's just a business decision they've had to take, um, and I I just because I I mean I I I had the I had it running on my uh, my uh, MacBook Pro back when there was a Mac version, so it was a bit annoying when the Mac version went away, but I mean I could dual boot Windows to get around that. Um, but so, so I do, I can understand, uh, and of course with the Mac version, we didn't have the, the issue cause it was a shared, you know, the, the Mac people playing Mac were in the same universe as people playing on PC. So we didn't have the problem with accounts being separated on different servers, but, yeah. uh, one would hope that one of their, uh, database admins could write a script that would, um, cause obviously there's going to, there's going to be issues with things like database keys and what have you um because as i understand it on the console the player database is entirely separate to the player database on pc and on you know the the two consoles of different databases so the, the all the all the information all the, the all the key data I, i'm not i don't know what database technology they use but they'll there'll be some form of identities with all this data Will, would would all have to be redone to fit into the already existing PC database. Yeah. So, but that could that's something you could write a script to do. Now, whether they decide it's it's you know a business decision worth doing, I would say it is because they will avoid burning a lot more goodwill if they can make an easy process where they can press a button and just transfer your data to PC. Yeah. Anyway. But as, but as Alec was saying, there might be legal complications um, attached to that. So it's, it's something that they have said, uh, yes, we're looking into, but I think a lot of us are just going, yeah, it's something you're looking into. Maybe it could have been a good idea to have something ready if you're going to break this yeah. bad news. But maybe maybe looking yeah. for a month ago. Well, yeah, we'll back I, to, we'll yeah. Back to Shan. Yeah, yeah in, interesting um, comment, Hootie. One thing I just want to pick up and chat quickly is, in this instance, I don't think the CMs have anything to do with this news. I think their hands were tied because they can only say what they're told to say. So please don't blame the CNs like ARP and Co like that or have a go at them. I don't have a go at them anyway, but you know what I mean? Um, because the impression I got when I spoke to them um, at the do the other week was they were very much being told what they can say and what they can't say by higher ups. And I suspect it's the communication plan from the higher ups that has caused a lot of the soul. Personally, I don't think it was the CMs at all. I think they worked just as hard. In fact, I know they worked just as hard as the devs to try and please people. So there was that. The other question I was going to ask, though, um, for for you guys is: um, Would it have surprised you if they'd have actually released the console version? Or were you more expecting the bad news? So, I.e., did this, uh, did this right. come as a surprise? To tell you, right, from f I'll start with, with that one first. Um, for me, no, 
because I think I realized about update eight that they weren't making as much progress with the um, with the performance as as we'd hoped. And at that point, I think at update eight, I just thought they'll never they'll never squeeze this into the Xbox because uh, it, it it struggled with my machine, and my machine's a lot better than an than an Xbox spec. And yeah, I know everyone says it's, it's got a, a unified hardware and it's easier to develop for, but it, it's still you, you just you, you kind of got this kind of gut feeling as a developer. You just thought nah, it's not going to fit. And uh, yeah, so I was ex- I've been expecting this news for a while. Um, I think what the reason that they went radio silent now is obviously that they were trying one last push. Um, to resolve it. And we know that um, from uh, the Twitter of Dr. Ross, when she left Frontier, she said that they were working on the Xbox version, the console version at the same time as the development, as the PC version. So um, it's not something that they thought, right, let's get the PC version out of the way first, then port it. It was something they were actively doing at the same time. So, yeah. Not a surprise, unfortunately. Um, Psychic, you surprised? Oh, I, I wish I could say yes. Um, it, it's, I, I get the impression, not so. My impression with as to why there's no like alternative or no alternative account transfer um, is potentially twofold, and this is just like completely, completely the the sort of like vibe that I'm getting. Um, I know from experience of people who have been working on projects that were pulled lit- and they were still working on it literally the day before. Um, so my my personal gut instinct is that this came down, this information came down from exec, Braben put his post out and um, uh, our friend, the team, were like, oh, no, we, we want to have a, a we want to explore other ways in which that we can transfer accounts over and things like and things like that um and by that point they'd already they'd already gone like we're, we're binning we're binning it off we're not doing the console thing we're going to make an announcement now so that the um the streams come back that is the impression that i get from it that it might not be might not be the case at all yeah, it might be so. It, it, might be, it might be a surprise, but then that comes back to why didn't the people who made the decision think, oh, we know there's going to be pushback. Let's have a proper plan and play the announcement by a, a month or so, because it really wouldn't have mattered if they I mean, said yeah, now no, or absolutely. a month's time. Well, a, a, apart from the fact that the victory would be, be like would have been even more, because it's an extra month, potentially. That said, um, I, I, I don't know whether they thought that there would be quite as many people who would want to transfer the accounts. Um, I feel like they were, like, to some extent, they looked at the numbers and were prepared to just, with the best will in the world, to just lose that console player base. And what was there was already sufficient. That's my gut. Um, I might be entirely wrong on that. Well, that's even more worrying, isn't it? Well, people have transferred accounts before, haven't they? People transfer accounts all the time from yeah, the console to thing. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, but they, st- uh, yeah, but they still use that that medium that it already exists. So, from um, 
from an exec um executive perspective let's say the board sits down and go well this is a, it's already a thing that people can transfer accounts so we'll cancel console do you see where i'm coming from with this i'm trying to i'm mate, trying to mate. be a little bit negative well, <laughs> I know, right? I think, uh, actually, Mike, just thinking about what Psychic said about how you can transfer credits, how would that fit in with your theory about legality for Sony? And, because surely uh, credits are as much of an asset of a commander as their elite ranking, their exploration, all that stuff is still data within that's held in the commander. Mm. I, I had a theory about this because I was thinking about this. Because I, I don't know how often um, accounts are transferred. What's the deal? Is it like by special request? Special request. Support? Yeah, there's a form. Okay, so, so, so one thought I had, um, another fact I heard recently, which I, I was quite surprised about, was that apparently it costs Frontier something like £50,000 to get um, Microsoft and or Sony to push out an update. So, you know, n non-trivial costs. Um, and I was wondering whether, equally, to get a dump of a commander's um, data so that they can do the transfer, whether Frontier, you know, whether it costs Frontier, I don't know, 100 quid, and it's enough that it, it's small enough that they can just do it on, a, on an ad hoc basis. But if Frontier are now looking at, you know, 2,000 people saying, I'd like to transfer my account, please, um, <laughs> they have to start thinking of, of, you know, better deals, better ways of doing that. I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating. Yeah, I suspect um, the commander data is actually on a Frontier server, not on a Microsoft yeah. or Sony okay. one. That would be my expectation. So what do you think? Do you think I this is a legal relinquishing of um, kind of account ownership or I, some sort of I form? suspect it's just because of th there's, there's lots of different records with lots of different database keys, and they've just not written a tool to automate it. Okay. Because it, it's probably a bit of effort to write a tool to automate it, because all these... All these identifiers are probably not going to be are probably going to be not unique across the three different platforms. So they'd probably have to write a tool to fix all those up and make sure all the relationships still work. Um, which it depends. There's a lot. If you think how much data there is to do with the commander. I mean, it's and how much because you've got to sacrifice some of it. You've got things like first discoveries as well, which there could yeah. be an awful lot scattered. You know, sprayed around their databases. So it's like, yeah, it's it's a big job to transfer one commander. The thing is, I think again, this is one of the problems that Elite has got is that it inspired a lot of people to get into development. So there's an awful lot of coders, there's an awful lot of uh, database people, there's an awful lot of people who know how to do this stuff in their professional lives, and they're probably all there thinking. It shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> mm. I had a. Can I interject? I had a question for Psychic while she was talking there, and I, and I guess to anyone else that went to the um, to the elite meet a few weeks ago as well. I'm, I'm just. I, I do wonder how long they have known that this was going to be the way things were going to go down, and and whether <laughs> whether the CMs at the elite meet already knew. Well, I, actually, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. Um, I think I think they suspected the worst, but I don't think they'd had confirmation yet. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, I, sorry, Carl. No, you go first, Sean. No, I I suspect what I said is correct because when I spoke to Arp about it, he knew there was something in the air, um, but it's more like it had been penciled in, and uh, as she said, I think they tried a last ditch effort. Yeah. To try and fix it, and then they just said, "No, we we can't do this." Um, 
So I suspect they, a bit like us really, they kind of heavily suspected it was going to happen, but until the uh, until the signature's on the page, it's not a contract, is it? So, so yeah. to speak. So I, I, I think I think they, they knew but didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I do wonder whether or not at a later point they'll attempt to do a next-gen console, but I don't know whether or not they've said that that's, that's it for any console development going forward. Um, it's unlikely to me. Yeah, we'll go and back this, to that arena they, again. they have confirmed, Bruce uh, Obsidian and asked uh, if, the, if the, the PS5 and Xbox S versions were going to be uh, new versions on them, and Bruce said no. But yeah, so it's it's um it's a hard one to take, and um, here's a prime example from uh, Shabadoon Head eighty nine. Um, unfortunately for me, guys, I've watched religiously for five years and played about the same time. This is me signing out as a console player. They don't realise what this has done. Um, uh, I I'm afraid to say that um. I do understand what this has done because, I mean, I've lost two um, MMOs, and when you when your game is your MMO is sunset, that's it. It really lost forever. I mean, some people go to a lot of effort to do um, their own sort of home big servers, but um, no, it's it's not because all of a sudden that area where you, that that social group that you could call upon and um go and join them in this little virtual playground if you like it's no longer there and that that really does hurt when it's taken away and although it's still technically in maintenance mode it will feel as if it's been taken away and yeah it's yep yep it's not nice um psychic what what have i said oh no, sorry, uh, Shan. <laughs> well, I was going. I was going to say, uh, I'm, again, if, this is almost like a role reversal because I'm trying to put a, 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 posit- a positive news to try at least make people a bit happier. I suppose is I can think of many games that no longer have active content being developed, and yes, Guild Wars one is one of them. Other MMOs I play are others. There's no new content. They just if a if a fix comes out, they'll just fix it. But it's the community, it's the people around you who play that game that make the game still enjoyable, not necessarily the content. So what I would say to, to console players is just if you've got a good group of people around you, you've got a good bunch of people, then use those people, get getting caught, you know, do stuff together. Just treat it as a sandbox. Um, because yes, there weren't any new missions and stuff, any new content per se, but new content isn't the be all and end all of a game. The community is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is one of the problems you've got with um, a MMO, because um, it's not like in the old days in the old versions of Elite, and um, you could still go back to it whenever you want. I know that they have, they have promised us. Uh, when the offline mode was cancelled, they promised us that when the the game is sunset, then they will hand out the server code so we can set up our own servers. Uh, but, you know, that was a promise made eight years ago. Will we get that? No, I wouldn't. No, I very much doubt it. 
They I also think... promised to make the Frontier first encounter source code uh, open source under the GPL, and that never happened. Yeah. So we'll we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I did remember talking to Dav Stott about this, um, and he said actually it's not as difficult as you think. But every time you they come out with a brand new update, and this was just before Beyond, so goodness knows what it'd be like now. It's yeah. It said he it, it, he said it was possible. So we'll just have to wait and see what what unfurls there now the other thing that's been happening a lot with this is um and you can see this in the chat that um there are people who think right that's it writing's on the wall for elite dangerous upc owners have got wow i'll give you i'll give you six months to a year do you think that's this is the beginning of the end for elite dangerous no not yet no 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 I don't think so. And that comes down to what we said about having a roadmap that they should have released with this. So we can think, oh, great. We, yes, updates 11 come out and carrier interiors, new mission types, but we've got X, Y, Z to look forward to in the months to come or whatever. So you, you need to give people a glimmer, a flame, a flickering flame of hope mm-hmm. so it doesn't drive down morale across the board. And they didn't do that. No, they they haven't, and I must admit, I was saying exactly the same thing as that. I think in update two or three in Odyssey, because oh, we we were getting just bug fixes and things like that, and they didn't seem to be making uh, as much progress as as we we were hoping for. And we, we a lot of people around then that time were thinking, "Well, oh, that's they're not going to fix it. They haven't done. They've proven us wrong with with." that level of fixes because i must admit it's a lot better um than it was now so yeah shan do you want to talk about something um no that no that was better really um right. I, I kind of feel this subject's kind of been done really and before we all go off and play star citizen i think we've got a lot more to show to go through I mean, Star Citizen's really fun, apparently, as well. I haven't played it yet. I'm looking forward to when I finally do have time. God damn it, Buckyball's starting next week. <laughs> Sorry. And I've got to learn how to fly as well. Nah, yeah. don't worry. Just like, you know, one point club, here we go. You still got a point if you can beat. Everyone gets the point. There, there is one light, a slight thing that uh, has come up uh, from Kesson in IR Discord. Um, he says, there is hope. I have found GeForce on the Xbox can stream games, including Odyssey. It's not a perfect solution, but it is possible. If they implement a proper cross, uh, proper cross progression, you don't even need a restart. Um, well, the, there you go. That's the that's the interesting one. I think uh, Commander Alexa um, on Twitter did a really good post as well of all different options that might be available to Xbox commanders as well. Um, that was really cool. Excellent. Um, yeah. So uh, it's um, it's it is. I think we're gonna we draw a line under this now. It's it is a, a horrible situation that we found ourselves in, and um, they've given it a try. It's not happening, and we, it's either a case of we have to accept that and move on, or and unfortunately, it does mean that we're probably going to have to say goodbye to a lot of people that um, we didn't really want to say goodbye to, because that's that's the way these things happen. Um, 
Yeah, and it, and that's the biggest shame actually is is the you know that dividing of the community and the loss of those those people. Um, and obviously they can stay and they can continue to hang around in Discord and chat, but it just isn't the same, is it, for them? And I I get it. Yeah. Um, although, admittedly, that I mean, the game it's not like the Star Wars Galaxies NGE, which meant that basically your entire old game has gone. The game, the, the Horizons as it is, still exists, and they will support it using critical patches from now on. It's just that all the the kind of stuff that everyone is going to get excited about will be only available elsewhere. So, right. Okay, we're going to draw a line under that. Uh, and we're going to break it up with the um, the in-game events of what has actually been happening in the galaxy this week. Well, um, on Wednesday the 9th of March, um, a trial period was agreed for the Alliance Sirius Pact. This is the... Um, Sirius is being allowed three months to prove that they can defend the Alliance against Thargoid attacks. Uh, however, this is still controversial as we'll see going forward so they've got three months to prove that they, they can they can stop bugs from hurting the uh, uh, hurting any alliance systems on the 10th of March the CG Colonia bridge project reached its completion and everybody got a whole load of decals I think I got decals and I never even took part so I don't know what's going on there um, on Friday the 11th of March, the Imperial Guard has now been assigned by the Emperor to personally defend the Devals. Um, so this is the highly trained Imperial Guard who will probably specialise in non-kidnapping. Because <laughs> they don't want to lose another... another um, Emperor to to the Deep Freeze. Uh, however, the Hadrian Duval, uh, or whatever his name is, the the what everyone thinks is going to be the next person in the line of succession has decided to decline this because let's let's be honest, best way to get rid of a uh, uh, a potential rival is have um, your guards actually slip the knife in every when they they're not expecting it. Uh, and then, yes, on Monday, yesterday, um, we had Riot's reaction to the uh, Sirius Alliance Pact, and it's now beginning to make calls for independence from the Alliance. So, as, for, as part of an independent leave organization, sure, fancy an alliance, you know, old world alliance perhaps? Might be quite nice to, to, no. to have someone. <laughs> no. Why? Why? Yeah, I'm paid. <laughs> uh, and there hasn't been any uh, new update uh, news today, obviously because of um, <clears throat> extra stuff that we'll be talking about. So I think it's that time of the week again. Door alert!
and welcome back. Um, the store alert this week is again the polarity skins, and this time they are on the type six. Um, yeah, I must admit, I do like these polarity skins. Um, although the type six isn't really my kind of ship, so uh, I'll probably be giving that one a miss. Um, yes, and any but this appeal Does to anybody. It come else? in pink. Does it come in pink? Yep. Uh, check in. Oh, I don't think it does. Oh, no. So, you know no. <laughs> you know, I haven't flown a Type 6 for seven years since the game first came out. I think it was. I flew it. Really? Type 6. Yeah, January 2015, I think it was the last time I flew a Type 6. Last okay. time I flew one was in the Lou Wars smuggling. I think I had one on an out account a little while ago to try and make some money. Yeah. But that was, I haven't played any of my out accounts for, uh, yeah, probably since Odyssey came out. So would you fly a Type 6, Colin? Um, I used to, f uh, I've, last time I flew a, a Type 6 was in my um, PowerPlay account. I think that would have been about three months ago. And I think I flew in it for about, um, a couple of days until I could afford an ASP, and then that's it. the the um, The ASP replaced the Type Six because you could, um, you basically could uh, equip an ASP with a lot more cargo than a Type Six. And oh, that's the point. It comes in pink. Oh, it does come in pink. It comes in pink. Ah, uh, well, you probably have one then. Nah, <laughs> I'm saving up for new internals for my fleet carrier. Ah, well, yeah. There's a there's something that we'll touch on soon um yeah uh, this i forgot i am i know actually in my purple commander i'm flying a python a purple is, python no it's not a purple python it's actually silver but um no white yeah a white python and that's that's the first time i've actually flown that ship ever really yeah it's such a classic i i know it the, the python is always I've always passed by on the Python. It's the best mission running ship you can get. It's amazing, the Python yeah. is. The Python is actually my home. Like, look, I don't know if other people have this, but I have a whole fleet of ships, but they're all sort of incidental and I use... But one of the ships is, like, my ship. That's my ship. That's the one I've honed and it's it's home and, it, and it's the Python. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got something similar. Mine. My oh. similar is an Asmark too. That that not not an ASMAR two, but a crate mark two. Good grief. Uh that's that is the ship that I really like flying in the most. And that's what I consider the new sanctimonious. But uh I must admit flying around in the Python uh even it's it's only E rated because I can't afford anything decent on it yet. But <laughs> even then I I understand why and uh, I'm I'm kicking myself. I I will not I'm, I'm not doubting. I am kicking myself. Medium pads, too. How awesome is that? I know. Can I ask a quick pop quiz, everyone? Okay. Not worried about this at all. Go no. on. Uh, type 6 or keelback? Oh, I love the keelback. Keelback. Keelback, because... Keelback is the one with the, with the flappy bits on the sides. Yep. 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 Keelback, then. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt. It, it might not carry as much as as a, a T6 but it's got a ship launch fighter and they're great 
And it's got a multi-crew seat after much campaigning. Remember the Save Keely or whatever it was called? Oh, yeah. That campaign. That. And they eventually added... And it made sense, really, because it does have the, uh, the SLF. Um, and uh, just on a point of interest, Alec Turner has actually merged with his seat. <laughs> I saw oh, that really? earlier. <laughs> Yes, you 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 kind of smushed into the seat there. I don't know how it looks, uh, how I look to you because I'm just sat up at the bar. But Katie was floating in the air. She relogged, but she was floating in the air, like maybe six feet in front of her seat uh, earlier. Oh yes, I had a magnetic boot failure and floated floated up to the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. Um, Right. Well. I think we will take a short break and then we'll come back with uh, discussing, I think, update 11 and what we think about it so far. We buy any ship, bar none. We buy any ship, bar none. Any model, any colour, any shape, any size. We buy any ship, bar none. We here at We Buy Any Ship, bar none are ready to take your excess space travel vehicles off your hands. No more negotiating with dodgy space station vendors. We'll simply give you an estimated quote online. Then, when you get here, we'll point out all the little dints and scratches that make the price get smaller and smaller before we actually give you any money. And the beauty is, we take any ship. We buy any ship. Bar none. Terms and conditions apply. We buy any ship excludes trading in any of the following vehicles. Anta, Anaconda, Asp, Bauer, Cobra, Constrictor, Cruisers, Eagle, Falcon, Gecko, Griffin, Gear, Harris, Harrier, Hawk, Kestrel, Crate, Lanners, Lifters, Lions, Mantis, Merlin, Mori, Osprey, Panther, Puma, Python, Saker, Sidewinder, Skeet, Spar, Stowmaster, Tearsel, Tiger, Transporter, Turner, Viper, Wyvern, or any Imperial or Thargoid vessels. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? I could murder a cup of tea. Yorkshire gold, if you have it. Double Yorkshire gold. <laughs> And if you don't have it, you're dead. Lave Radio, broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy. Have you been missold PPI? Python Protection Insurance was missold if you didn't want it, ask for it, or need it. I was missold Python Protection Insurance, and I got a claim worth 3,000 credits. At Cowell & McGrath, we are ready to pursue claims for pilots who were sold PPI, even though they didn't have an escape pod. When my partnership was destroyed, the insurance became invalid. I settled out of court for enough credits to restart my narcotics and weapons shipping business. Millions have been missold Python protection insurance they can never claim, simply because they don't have an escape pod. Why should you pay for not reading the small print? My husband was missold PPI. As a result of our claim, we now own Jupiter. Carolyn McGrath, 
turning your carelessness into profitable lawsuits. And oh, welcome back. Now, obviously, with all the um, the bad news that we've had with the consoles, there has been um, the long-awaited update 11, which arrived today at 10 o'clock. Um, the servers were down for a couple of hours, and at 12.30, um, everybody jumped into uh, back into the game and then wondered why it was taking so long for a fleet carrier to jump. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah we'll quickly go over some of the uh things that have been added in update 8 um obviously the big headline feature today is the interiors of the fleet carriers which you can see everyone running around and for those in twitch can all <laughs> can see poor alex turner merge with his seat oh dear it's a spectator sport now, Alec. You, you, you are going it's to really weird. You're going to be a meme. Absorbable <laughs> off Turner. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yes, um, it does seem that there might be a couple of gra graphical glitches still to to look about. Um, so we now have uh, in the fleet carrier we have main areas, which is uh, of course the main concourse and, and the hangar lobby, uh, the command deck for all those who are either owners or have invited them up to the special VIP area, and I a seated, been invited, mm, and a seated area for safe fleet carrier jumps, which I think at the moment we and the shenanigans have twelve minutes. Uh, and Psychic has three minutes before we, we actually... Two minutes, go. 30 seconds, securing carrier for departure. <laughs> so, it, so, made it, it made its big farty noise a second ago. It was great. <laughs> um, there are optional areas and services that uh, you have to actually pay for. Uh, those are the bar, the Vista Genomics, the Pioneer Supply Store, and the Shipyard Access Point, which is included with shipyard services. Now... Uh, I haven't had a chance to investigate this, but as you two have got um, fleet carriers, have you had to uh, basically equip the bar and Vista Genomics and Pioneer Supplies separately, or have they been already included? Weren't already included, no. I I went. I was missing a couple of bits from my fleet carrier anyway, and um, I flew to where it was parked, which was one of the fleet carrier um, fitting destinations, and just went bugger it and bought everything <laughs> so we now have everything on my fleet carrier and it's great it's great it does all the things but you shan you uh, you had everything uh yeah i parked my carrier at uh panoy i think it, i think it's called one of the yeah. admin systems and, and bought everything and cycled through crew until i got suitable crew for them so i was fired about 20 crew trying to find the right ones um i'm actually enjoying it i mean the, the decor inside is uh, 1970s sci-fi film. To be fair, it's more. What's wrong with Battlestar Galactica? Well, well, no, it's, it's actually it's actually worse decoration than Battlestar Galactica. Um, I think what I would have want, I mean, I would have wanted to see more variation because I think if you are, if you like the independent look, then you'll like it. But I would have liked to see a Gutemeyer style um, interior. I think, um, but I mean, it, it's it's good to run around in the stuff, and the the jump sequence, as we'll see, is quite it, it is very good. Thirty seconds, yeah. by the way. 
yeah, me, me being a bit of a fuss part, I, I would have wanted the um, the crew to like salute or bow or something when I walked past. Um, maybe with like the imperial theme. Yeah, well, what like I, that. I think uh, we were discussing this earlier. You really want a, a slider. You want a slider where at one end it's just people just go, "All right," and at the other end is, "Yes, Your Majesty, come in, Your Majesty." Or maybe your own personal theme ch- tune when you walk onto the bridge. In yours case, it would be the Imperial March. I think in Psychic's yeah. case, what, what, what would your theme tune be when you walk onto the bridge, Psychic? Um, it's a song by um, Ch- Chasing Madison called Summer City. <laughs> oh, dear. I think uh, I'd um, have the Benny Hills theme. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I will, I mean, the thing is, though, there's always more stuff they can do. I mean, for example, you can't choose the adverts on the side. It's kind of whatever whatever it comes up with. One thing I don't know, and we'll see it when we jump, is whether the adverts change depending on your, if you're an imperial system or a federation system, or, or you know, whether they'll change the adverts. So I don't know that. But I'd quite like to be able to change the uniforms as well of the crew, sort of like imperial officer kind of crew uh, uniforms or something like that or the Starfleet look because at the moment it looks like they've just gone and picked up whatever was, was clean in the wash basket and put it on oh damn we've missed Psychic's jump you jumped oh you Psychic yep jump uh, amazing it's always amazing I'd queue up another one but we'd be finished yeah I mean we've got uh, we've got Shan's jumping in a minute but the <laughs> not Nautilus though Nautilus is so good yeah it's, it's please someone look at the front window uh, instead of looking at Sham, yeah, uh, look at it. So, at, so, so, so the interiors. So, sorry, so the interiors. I quite like them. They they don't add much gameplay per se, but what they do add is quite a lot of atmosphere. Um, there's even a, a sleepy peak smuggled on my carrier as well. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. The, the other thing is, is if you do see a carrier jump, and hopefully, actually, if you if you look now, the guy on the middle left is doing it. He's got a Dirty great console, huge console with a keyboard, and he's faffing round with a giant iPad looking at Space Facebook instead of doing his work on the console. So he's going to get talking to. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. He's it's thirty-three and seven. No one is. No one uses Facebook now. Well, I don't care what he's doing. He's not working because he's got a it's console. And he's not it's looking space at it. TikTok, chef. Well, I don't care, but he's when he gets up, he's being spaced because he should. He's got a console and he's not using it. He sits there faffing around on his iPad. How do you know it's not work-related? Because he's got a console. Why would you not use your console? Well, well, I have to point this out. If you actually sit in the commander's seat, and Psykit knows this, is when you sit down, you have this wonderful little iPad come next to you, which just comes around and it, it just looks absolutely perfect. And you can't interact with it. I, th- I thought that was a perfect thing to, um, that would be where you could control your your carrier from. But no, it's got to be controlled from the ready room, which I think is a bit of a shame. Oh, yes, there's a ready room, like a card ready room, I don't know, with uh, T.L. Grey Hot on the, um, on the desk. <laughs> That's what everybody said as soon as, as soon as Psychic walked into hers. Right, order your tea. There were like tea. three of you doing it. I was like, oh, my God, I should have been on that. I really should have been on that. <laughs> I like the fact that Picard, his alternative version is evil because he drinks hot black coffee. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, 
so yes, looking through the rest of the patch notes for um, Shan's uh, drives being to, sp uh, to spool up, um, we've got unfit access to the, the shipyards now available. Added automatically if the shipyard service is enabled. Service tariffs are now set individually, allowing control of each service's costs. Um, universal cartographics and Vista genomics do not use a tariff system. Uh, the fleet li uh, livery uh, has been moved to the same environment as outfitting, and the fleet carrier livery now includes a number of concourse themes. Now, uh, I expected them to be a lot more concourse and arcs-related themes ready at launch, but uh, no luck. Friday, I, mean, I reckon. You reckon Friday? Um, I reckon we'll get a couple. Yeah, not not a lot. They'll drip feed them. Mm. I, I must admit, I do quite like the, the three, the three of them. I know. I sometimes. I now looking about. I sometimes realise what Shan's referring to is. This feels more space nineteen ninety nine and UFO than it does Buck Rogers. Is that what you were referring to, Shan? Well, it just looks like I don't know. It's yeah, it's kind of cheap and nasty, and I, I would have wanted personally. Oh. I, I would have wanted a Gutemeyer one. I would have wanted a Gutemeyer interior. Uh, well, it's it, you know, it's the Brewer Corporation. It's not Gutemeyer. Um, right, there is a small random delay has been added to the landing pads retracting during jump prep. That sounds that sounds interesting. Um, the fleet carrier section of the handbook has now got all the new features and how to use them. Uh, include, also including how to use the new bartender functionality, which does not include serving drinks. Boo. Boo, I know. But I do like sitting at the bar anyway. Um, and the lack of notification for fleet carrier jumps until 10 seconds beforehand was fixed. Um, so, yeah, that was that's basically the fleet carriers. Uh, but that's not all. Because not only can you sit down on a fleet carrier, you can sit down anywhere you know, on a concourse. In a chair. In a chair, yes. Um, you can't stand at a bar, you can't order a drink, but you can at least sit down. That's what you you need after all that sitting down in your flight seat, but <laughs> we're not going to we're not going to pick hairs about that one. Um, so what else has been happening? Well, there is now a new mission type. Uh, the new protect mission, which asks commanders to defend against criminals attacking delivery routes. Now, these are supposed to be quite challenging, and it recommends having teammates, and it's time response. And because of that, these missions will pay out a lot higher than usual. So uh, that's that's the new mission. Type. Has, has anybody actually seen one of these yet? Yep. Uh, did you try it? Yep, it was really fun. It oh. was, it was really, it's really fun. So basically, what happens is this a uh, um a uh, one of these cargo containers, which are the new model that they've put in, mm -hmm. and you have to. I think the one that we got, we you had like we had like seventeen minutes to complete it. Um, and we flew over there, landed, and then they would they would send waves of enemies to like try and attack us and attack it. And there were four of us, and it was. It was super, super simple, but it was just a lot of fun. It was like another, a new dynamic, a new added thing introducing. I imagine doing it as part of a single player, as like on your own, would be an absolute nightmare because they, they were coming from all angles. And um, I, 
I died once because I wasn't paying attention, but um, it was it was it was really fun. Um, and it's uh, um, it's nice to see something brought into the game which lends itself more to playing with your squad mates. Excellent. It's a, it's a settlement mission. It's not any kind of yeah. escort mission or anything like that. Yeah, it's just a settlement mission. There isn't there isn't like further. Oh, it's carry it's carrying it away. So now you have okay. you have the opportunity to defend the to base it. kind of thing. Because that would be really really cool, but unfortunately mm-hmm. not the case. Excellent. I'm sorry. I'm just inviting everybody to a team. Well, but, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm I'm trying to work at the work out the intro. I rebound my keys the other day, and yeah, it's it's under it's underneath all the comms in, in your uh, you know your rotary thingy. Oh, I'm so good at explaining it. Isn't I? <laughs> so um, yeah, that was the protect missions. Oh, uh, we've fixed an issue where the missions could be repeatedly abandoned to produce strong negative influence on the factions, which uh, that, that's been something that's been highlighted quite badly over the last, I don't know how long. I'm glad they fixed that one. Um, fixed it. Well, what, what was that? It, it sounded like a big honk. Yeah, the pre-departure. Oh, I've been, ex- I've been escorted to my designated seat. So have I. Oh no, that's not where I wanted to sit at all. Oh, I'm I'm sat. I'm next to Commander Newell Turner, and I can see Mac Winston, uh, Alec Turner's father, off to his left. We've almost got a full um, full observation deck here. It's like Alec Turner's origin is off about a foot to the left and back of where he actually is, because he merges with every seat he sits in. <laughs> It's it's all the buckyballing. It's it's just shifted me slightly in in time and space. Is is Alec Turner the the uh, the the icebreaker at any party by moving automatically to the left by half a foot? I'll see if I can repeat it at LaveCon. If people buy me enough drinks, I reckon I can achieve the same posture. Oh, I like this because they've actually got the uh, the countdown on all the walls. It's interesting that someone's got an Imperial Eagle parked in front of our window, and I'm just wondering um, what's going to happen. I can't wait to see what's going to Courier, yeah, I wonder what's going to happen. Sorry. It is probably going to be ejected at high speed. We did a, um, and one of the, uh, one of the expeditions we were doing, which one was it? It might be in the, might be in the start of the Apollo 15, actually. We did a test, you know, that thing where you can fire, I think, it's one of the cannons. And if uh-huh. you try to ship which has landed, it just kind of stores the momentum. It's and the next shell, thing that, yeah, yeah the minute. next thing that touches the um, said ship gets flung off in a random direction at incredible Sorry to velocities. interrupt. We've got a minute. Is it possible to get a um, external view of the carrier from the camera? I don't think so. Uh, where is Vesper M4, by the way? On the M4. Yeah, it's, it's probably it's at least five hundred light years away. Is it five hundred light years away from Lave? Then no. Then how far is it? I don't know. Not far. And I now. guess it's somewhere. It's, I bet it's a star that's seventy light years from its nearest neighbour. I bet you it's the blooming uh, neutron star we can't escape from. Shan promised he'd be nice, otherwise we wouldn't come back again. Exactly. Oh. Hello. Someone. Someone's been ejected. This is great radio, isn't it? That's all sitting here with bated breath. Yeah, I was going to say this is. <laughs> well, we've got we've got a huge lightning cloud forming. Yeah. In front of you. 
yeah, it's quite spectacular. Yeah, I I was expecting the um, uh, transaction server around. Oh, gee, of little faith. Hi, Thanks for the raid. We are now dropping through the space-time like continuum like a yes, like a like a stone through a wet paper bag. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going through the standard hyper space cloud. With a lot more lightning, yeah. The exit of the lightning cloud. Eventually, Quite the ship. The sounds are absolutely amazing. Yeah, hats off to sound design team, as it brilliant. And then the clouds disappear, and here we are. It's very uh, dark I'm outside. Looking, yeah, I'm looking for the seatbelt signs to... There we go. Yep. You may nail it. Please leave your seat. And I will look on the galaxy map to find out how far we have been shoved. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. That's I actually saw a jump earlier this afternoon. The bird, the bird pit have released a lovely video of a carrier jump, which I, I did spoil mm -hmm. myself and watch. And the minute I saw it, I thought, okay, I actually want a fleet carrier now. Well... Okay, Shan, it's only 107 light years. That's that's manageable. So, what do you think then? For those of you, you you've done it now. What do you yeah. think? Um, that was, was it worth cool. the wait? I I think I think it was. I think it that was. was. That was fantastic. I mean, it's what we it's what we've been uh, wanting. It's we, I think that's exactly how it was in my head when I was there thinking. Uh, when I was, I was stuck in my ship, thinking, in my, trying to imagine what the jump was like. At least now, when we do the uh, the the bubble to Colonia and Colonia to bubble uh, fleet carrier trips, people can sit on board and watch. Yeah, which they couldn't before. I did that about as actually about this time last year. I actually did one of those with my with my fleet carrier. It cost half a billion in fuel. Ooh. It was phenomenally expensive. But it was good fun. I had it all. I had it all booked out. I I used the um, the Spanch site, which you might know for the neutron plotter. Mm -hmm. Also does fleet carrier um, routing, so it'll give you your route. You know, five hundred light year jumps. So I measured all this out and I timed it all, and I had like a working timetable. And I actually arrived two minutes within two minutes of the time I said I would, two minutes ahead of time. It was it was absolutely brilliant. I really enjoyed doing it. I mean, it was all it was was queuing up jump after jump. But uh, there were a whole bunch of people because I, I advertised it in the Fleet Carriers Owner, Owners Club, which is a channel for these things, and loads. Yeah, you know, quite a few people actually got on board, uh, and I had advertised stops, so I stopped at a couple of the more spectacular places along the way. And people, you know, when we got to a uh, the next rest point, you know, people would log on and fly around a bit. And, yeah, we had a, we had a bit of fun doing it. So, although the 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 the, the funny thing was, is there's one guy who was boarding and he was rushing to get there, and he arrived in my origin system. He literally he dropped in on the carrier just as the pads locked down. He literally missed landing by five seconds, and then had to fly five hundred years, five hundred light years to catch me up. But yeah, it was. Uh, in fact, I think he had to do more because he had to go and he had to get his exploring exploration DBX out because he was in a sidewinder or something. So 
it was a um, yeah it was it was it was actually it was actually surprisingly fun to do but phenomenally expensive mm. well looking at the other things that have uh, been included uh, we've got uh let's see the fixed legal collection missions asking you to collect illicit items uh they've got changed settlement um mission givers compass icons to match the concourse mission icon which uh, that's that's actually useful uh corrected some incorrect text on the sabotage missions uh and looking down the rest of it they've added uh well one of the important ones the fixed corpses clipping through the floor for settlements that's always useful especially when there have been so many murders happening in settlements lately hey psychic <clears throat> what do you mean i don't know what you're talking about Yes, plausible I deniability. I didn't have to pay up, pay off like so many bounties this morning. Not me. Don't know what you're talking about. What is what is your um just a bit n- of petty crime? <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, I'm my notoriety is zero because you've got to kill only the people that you're supposed to kill. <laughs> or if you accidentally shoot someone, let and one of your teammates finish him off and let them have the notoriety. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, let someone else take the blame. We we understand. That sounds uh, a bit Shanish to me. I know. Have you been getting Shan lessons? Look, I didn't tell him to shoot them. I just accidentally shot the person. So you're telling me you didn't shoot the sheriff, but no, no, no I shot them definitely, but I didn't. Um, I didn't finish what I started. Uh, someone dear. else did for me out of the goodness of their heart. Well, the AI has now managed to fix the on-foot friendly fire system, which has now been extended to include turrets, skimmers and ships. So technically, you won't be shot by your own side. Uh, And attacking an enemy dropship can no longer cause a friendly settlement to turn hostile. That is useful. Um, Especially especially in a combat zone. Um, Now, looking through the rest of the stuff... um, the codex has been updated. This is the first time I've seen the codex updated in quite a while. So it's had articles added about Aegis, the consortium. Oh, I've got no idea who the consortium are. Uh, Generation Ships, Pilots Federation, several entities under corporations. Ishmael Palin's entry has been updated, and the Guardians have been updated as well. Tons of audio fixes, tons of art fixes, lots of rendering fixes. Um, the UI has had uh, some changes to the ship panel, uh, truncation issues with the ship panel. Um, I can was added to the radar to display power down recharge stations. And always, always useful. Um, and this one is the most important one for me. Uh, tons of performance and optimization ones. Uh, and right at the very bottom of that, it says, fix the spawning of mission givers for the handing of missions taken from a settlement. Because I have racked up at least three million in fines for taking these blooming missions from mission givers, coming back to the place, and the mission giver's not there anymore. And every time that happens, and I abandon the mission, I get fined 100,000 credits. You would have thought I would have learned, but I didn't. Um... Obviously, server and stability stuff's gone in. They've fixed three issues from the issue tracker, um, which is uh, 
Fixed issue with ships not inheriting the spinner stations when undocking with flight assist off. Uh, fixed issues with not being able to collect resources from crystalline structures and the brightness and flickering from mining ice crystal asteroids has been reduced, which is helpful for the ice train. <laughs> I'll certainly admit that. Um, and just to prove a point, Horizons has had some updates to keep it in line with this. So the fleet carrier tariffs have been made backwards compatible uh, with uh, the Odyssey stuff. Um, Stability fixes, incorrect string when uh, selecting the multi-limpet controller and outfitting. Hairstyles are displaying incorrectly in Hollow Me, was been fixed. The crew voices changing upon relaunch has been fixed. Fleet carrier nameplates and a lack of notification about the fleet carrier jumps in 10 seconds was also fixed. So small fixes for Horizons just to keep it in line, which does seem to be the way that's going forward. So um, overall, uh, I'm going I'm to quickly go around. What's your, Shan, what's your first impression of update 11? Is it... I mean, no, it's, it's not the Jesus patch that everybody has been wanting, but surely a step in the right direction it is i don't i don't think anyone expected to be the jesus patch um to be fair on it um actually it's, it's, it's good for mucking around in uh, i don't i haven't done the mission types and i don't know if we've uh, anyone's had a chance to look at the mission types you know the uh the supply line ones they talked about I don't know if anyone's had a chance to look um, at those i literally talked about it like not yeah, half little... an hour ago so <laughs> Yeah, she just did. No, oh, okay, sorry, just long day. Anyway, I'm, I'm actually quite positive about it. I mean, it would be good to have more social variety in it other than just sitting down and, you know, to be able to customise the interior more. And I'm kind of hoping that's going to come but as a starter. Yeah, not bad. Excellent. Um, Mac, have you had a chance to form an opinion of Update 11 yet? Hold on, let me turn my microphone back on. Yeah, not quite yet, because, uh, well, all I've done really is sort of hang around Shan's carrier. Uh, the, I mean, the, the carrier jump was brilliant. I loved it. Um, performance seems fine on what I've seen so far, which is quite limited, really. I've just undocked from a station, flown around a bit, and... Um, flown to a carrier but there, there ha- at least it doesn't appear there's been any regressions i think the feature list is i mean it's quite expensive e- each update is it uh, is an incremental update I, I was never expecting like a you know the, the jesus patch but it is it is quite a big one having the um the carrier interiors and they they have done they have put a bit of work into them so it is it is nice to see, and the unexpected bonus of being able to sit down at the bar. <laughs> nice for screenshots, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, it's nice. It's all it's all going in the right direction, and um, yeah. So you're going to be norm in my carrier's bar then? Uh, just to sit down and just it was, yeah, it was norm, wasn't it? In cheers, you yeah, just sat at the bar all day and. Yeah, I just I just sat down at the I just sat down at the bar and I look when I sit at the bar and I went to the external camera I look a little bit sort of maybe the worst for wear like <laughs> I've had a few like I've had a few too many already. <laughs> I must admit I don't know what it is about elite dangerous commanders, but when you actually look at your uh, commander in the F one 
uh, with the external camera. I don't think I've ever seen a happy commander. They all look really miserable as if they're suffering from trap wind or they're looking over the co-pilot going, was that you? <laughs> no, it was the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know because they, they did the, the thing is they did, they did do that kind of faint smile in, in the portraits. If you'll notice in Odyssey, if you're not wearing the default flight suit, um, mm-hmm. if you, you know, you look at yourself and the station services or whatever, you've got this, and on on some commanders' faces, it kind of looks okay. You know, it looks like a slight wry smile. But on others, it looks like there's one or two. You know, back in, in you know, sort of around when they get when Odyssey released, people posted a few screenshots, and some of them it really did look like a, a who farted face. <laughs> They're just all completely gormless, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I've now had a look, serious look at my commander. My command, I've come to the conclusion my commander looks like Hank from uh, King of the Hill. So I, I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to redo my commander now because basically, once you've seen it once, you've you've got to change it. it it'll, it'll haunt you forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, hashtag it was Ben that farted. Um, yeah, Alec. Uh, what, have you had a chance to form any opinion about Update 11 so far? Yeah, very little. I mean, I only installed it just before the show, and like um, like Mac, you know, I've just been, I've just been hanging around on Chen's fleet carrier. Um, the only thing slightly concerning, so so I have a, a fairly serious problem with Odyssey at settlements, which is that the, the I think it's the CPU load, but it goes through the roof, and it basically mm. prevents things like my head tracking software, and I also run joystick curves, and it it prevents both of those bits of software from running. And what I have seen a few times while I'm just flying around outside the carrier here is the same thing where I'll do a roll or something and then I'm basically stuck in the roll and my, my joystick isn't responding at all because CPU oh. load has gone through the roof and my joystick curve software isn't responding anymore. So a bit concerning. Right. So, I mean, what CPU are you running? It's um, It's old. I mean, it's an i5... 4690 I think oh right so it's not a it, it's that's absolutely fine for horizons isn't it so yeah yeah I mean since since update 9 Odyssey's been completely unplayable for me I've been back in horizons because I, I can't land at settlement it just freezes my PC um, so I vaguely hope I haven't tested it yet I will do soon but I vaguely hope this update might change something in that regard but um <laughs> having seen my loss of controls at this fleet carrier i'm not optimistic unfortunately yeah yeah um well okay that just leaves like it what has i mean you've played it more than any of us i think so probably yeah yeah um what do you think Okay, so, so I, I've got a couple of things that I absolutely adore. I love how um, when when the fleet carrier jumps, I love um, that with the sound and the way that it moves and all of that, you really get like this full feeling about how just how girthy it is. It is clearly a big thing moving through space. Yes, which you, I you think do, you do awesome. get the impression that it is forcing its way through hyperspace, don't you? 
Yeah, it, it's like this is clearly this is clearly not an easy thing for me to do as a ship, that kind of thing. And I like that. I like that. She she um she has weight in this galaxy, and that's really cool. I think they've done an amazing job with that. I really enjoy. I I really 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 appreciate all of the updates, all of this um that has been done. I think it looks amazing. The the thing that I have found that I really appreciated more than anything is the fact I've been able to turn my graphics up a touch and this was like so i, I up, updated um my motherboard and my cpu and all of that and that that was great and that was going some way to helping out with being able to stream odyssey but i found myself leaning back towards horizons a lot of the time just because um horizons wasn't as intensive yeah now today it really really it really felt to me like there was barely any frame loss or anything like that and it felt um, like a much more optimized and stable game and that i'm more thankful for than any of the other stuff that they've put in although the other stuff is really bloody cool yeah i mean i must admit uh, i did have some slow frame rate issues um on the fleet carrier uh, but that normally happens when you have a lot of players in the in the same instance and that was certainly true around there but walking around the fleet carrier before everybody got there it it was it was smooth as silk i mean we we're, were talking uh, 40 to to 50 fps um on an old 1050 graphics card so you know that's <laughs> if it just feels it just feels lovely it feels like to me that I think I said today, can you imagine if they'd released Odyssey yeah. in this state? Oh, how, it, how it much would, more positive everyone would have been? Without a doubt. I mean, that is that is one of the things that um, it, it keeps on reminding me of No Man's Sky and of uh, of Fallout seventy six. It it needed it's needed this time to bake, and it's needed this time to for people to test properly in its an environment. Um, it's yeah, um, it's it's getting there. I think. I mean, I, I've got to the point where I'm really enjoying just pottering about in Odyssey, not just grinding for the next engineering thing. I'm just enjoying it full stop. But. Um, yeah, I th uh, I think it needs. I still think it needs a little bit more space stuff and foot stuff linked up. But agreed, I absolutely, think, I agree with you entirely there. Uh, but I think they're getting there. So I mean, that's what my my impression of this is. That yes, it's a it's a step in the right direction, and uh, please continue walking in that direction. <laughs> I'm sitting. You can sit in that direction if you so please. True, and you can sit at that direction as well. So now, if they can make the barman give us drinks and make sure that they have sippy cups in zero G environments, I think that would keep everybody happy. <laughs> God, can you remember when the the the, the only controversy, uh, controversy about Odyssey was the fact that the zero G environments weren't done properly? <sighs> I mean, was that ever the only controversy, Colin? Was it? You'd be those, are, those, are, those are very rose-tinted glasses that you're looking at. What you with yeah, I seem to remember a few more con conversations. Just, just, just a few more. A few more people weren't happy. 
<laughs> no, I just, I just remember Ben and Sue getting really, really mad about that before the, all the performance issues really hit. <laughs> and going, and going, that was the only thing that they were worried about. It, it just, it was, it was just something that was really funny back, looking back at it in the time. You mean um, connectivity issues? That's the only thing there was at launch was connectivity issues. Don't forget. <laughs> I say that's true. That, that true as well. Well, we're going to move on from update. Hold on. To, hold on. Oh, Colin. okay, Shan. I've just been reminded of one thing that is oh, missing no. from Odyssey. Oh, and here we that go. Is, and that is e-scooters in the hangar bays. Because if you have a big ship, it takes forever to walk from the ship <laughs> to the dock. So, so how is it easy to hoverboards? Doesn't that mean that you need it? You also need those in your ship as well. You need a special um, one-ton compartment just for e e scooters. Um, that, well, you three D print them like fighters. But the, yeah. you just e scooter bay. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> e-scooters aside, um, the community corner for this week. Uh, we First off, we'll start off with Commander uh, Grippy Gecko's charity stream for the Macmillan Cancer Support. Um, Psychic, you've got details on this one, have you? I see he's streaming right now over Is at twitch.tv slash Grippy Gecko. It's not Elite that he's streaming because he was going to stream some Elite today, but um, the servers went down and the up update happened like mid his stream so unfortunately not able to but he is raising money for macmillan who are an amazing amazing cancer charity in the uk absolutely phenomenal i love them to pieces cool um now this friday and saturday saturday team dangerous will be raising money for the ukrainian crisis fund uh through http p slash care.org is a 24-hour relay of your favorite streamers including psychic and it'll be kicking off at uh at one o'clock in the afternoon on friday so uh, uh if you want to join in and throw some money that way that's uh that's always a a uh, good starting place. Uh, the Burr Pit have created a wonderful video called Fighting Fuel for Sally. Uh, Fighting Fuel for Sally? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not going to show it here, but uh, we are going to include it in the show notes as all the proceeds from every video that, that's shown uh, will be donated to the amazing charity Safe in Our World, of which uh, Sally is an ambassador. Um, it's a really nice video. Funnily yeah. enough, it's full of pink. It's beautiful. I love it. Yes. So uh, we thoroughly recommend that you go click on that YouTube link uh, and uh, help. And make uh, sure that you have all of your ads enabled and you have all of that stuff. Um, turn off your ad blocker and go and watch it. Yes. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, uh, going forward from there, um, on Saturday, Elite Aid Ukraine is starting another 24-hour stream at uh, 12 o'clock UTC. Uh, so it's 24 hours of live streams in aid of the Ukraine fund. Uh, we'll have uh, details of the, the documents attached in the show notes. So if anybody would like to have a look at that. Uh, and of course, with all the uh, controversy with the, the console cancellation, um, the streamers have been out, the streamers and content creators have been out in force. Uh, there's tons of stuff on this about from Obsidian Ant and also from uh, 
uh, Ghost Giraffe. I'd recommend, always recommend a good Ghost Giraffe stream. Uh, there's Yamex as well, but um, I think that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, there's good old Black Sky Legion. They normally do something on that. And I'm looking forward to what um, the loose screws have got uh, lined up for us about um, uh, the controversy because it was a it was a bit of a shock because the uh, David Braben made the announcement and they were recording the show I think an hour later so uh, yeah, yeah. good show worth a listen that one it was it was um, so right I think uh, has anybody got any other business they'd like to bring up because I do <laughs> know I do know there's one person here we got on specifically to, to, to talk about something. Can't remember who it would be. I think it was Alec. Do you it think me? it was Alec? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because it oh. was important. Quick plug, yeah, quick plug. <laughs> and, and I tell you what, this is this is um, open to console players as well. So yeah, so there you go. You um, you had the floor is yours for the next five minutes at least, Alec. Go for it. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to talk really fast. I thought you were going to say five seconds. Yep, second <laughs> race in the Magic 8-Ball Championship, race number two. This is uh, a reboot of the Aquarian job, which was a race we first ran back in 33.05, I think. Um, so, first race, people went round and round Pareco, so everyone now know, knows how to fly in through mail slots fast, and we all know how to land fast. So mm -hmm. in this race, we take it to the next level. What you have to do is... Um, fly to a system where you land at a planetary base so you need to figure out how to land on planets fast and then from that planet you fly to another planet where you then have to deploy the srv at least eight kilometers from a one of those little mini settlements that's got a, a beacon you can scan right so there's, a, there's a nice bit of terrain sort of mapping involved where you need to find yourself a good place to land that gives you a fairly smooth drive for those eight kilometers and it's very interesting terrain around there um so you drive the eight kilometers you scan the beacon you then have to drive five kilometers away from the beacon uh, and then recall your ship and then fly back to the start line um i think it's also worth mentioning this race um what we have at this race, which we didn't have the first time we ran it is we actually have a buckyball tourist beacon on the planet right oh, all right cool right next to the beacon where you have to land um, because the race has a, a little bonus, which is that if you can land your ship back at the finish line with only 1% hull remaining, you get a one-minute time bonus. Um, there's actually a sliding scale. So if you can sort of, if you land with less than 60%, you get 10 seconds or something, and less than 20%, you get... 30 seconds but yeah if you can land on one percent hull you get a one minute time bonus um, <laughs> lovely and what happened the first time round was that uh an, an absolute legend commander tanik selden he he basically pounded his ship down to like the last 10 percent or something and then did the srv section and when he recalled the ship the ship came in and exploded leaving him stranded in the srv and what he did the absolute legend is that instead of just self-destructing and, you know, starting again, he decided he would drive the SRV to the nearest planetary port, pick up a replacement ship and complete his run. Um, there is only one planetary port on this planet, and it is on the exact opposite side of the planet from this beacon. 
So Tanik Seldon then spent the next five days driving halfway around the planet in his SRV and then picked up a new ship, flew back to the finish line and completed his run in something like five days, four hours, five minutes and ten seconds. And came in seventh. <laughs> Absolute legend. And and that got written up into a, a one of the longest tourist beacons I think I've ever seen in the game. Wow. I mean, that is... That is astonishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and in fact, I mean, him doing that was basically what inspired me to start the Planetary Circumnavigation Club because it had never really occurred to me that you could do that, and it was like, oh wow, you could actually drive around a planet. That's interesting. Um, yeah, it really hadn't occurred to me until he did that that that, that was possible. I mean, I must admit that's um, I've seen a lot of people. Uh, think it's possible to supercruise between one star system and another, mm. even though we know it's not. But I suppose the same mentality was there. You can't drive all the way around a planet. Turns out you can. Turns out you can, and it turns out you know things like um, planetary ports that are you know th there's no it's it's interesting, but there's no sort of reinstancing instancing when you're driving around a planet. You know, there's no there's not like jumping in and out of glide. It's just I guess pulling in what it needs of the terrain for the next hundred kilometers in front of you, and everything mm. sort of happens very smoothly and naturally. So it's really awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that people um, do it that way, though. <laughs> for the coming week, no, we've got one commander who's decided to do that for the for the to come right at the very bottom of the board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite a long drive. I think it's something like nine. No, hang on. It's twenty something like two thousand seven hundred kilometers to go halfway around. I think. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. Um, but yes, race. Sorry, race starts Saturday and runs till the following Sunday. Details in the usual places. Excellent. And uh, of course, I think Psychic, you're definitely going to have a go. I mean, one point <laughs> club. Here I come. Go for it. You've you've got the you've got the bucky ball bug now, haven't you? I, yep. I bloody love it. I'll be Psyche. doing it all, all week next week. I can't wait. Yo, uh, Psyche, if you want someone to shoot your hull down to one percent, I'm pretty sure moment, that's going to be flat I will, I will gladly, I will gladly help you out. Oh, that would involve me letting you into my private group, but that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Trustworthy. But I'll tell you, what, I'll invite you into my private group, and then I'll shoot you down to one hundred. No, thank you. Uh, what was that about a scorpion and a frog? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it's something along those lines. Anyway, <laughs> um, Psyche, um, who is on uh, Flight Assist this week? Well, let me tell you who is on Flight Assist this week. Um, mm -hmm. it, is, it is legitimately one of my favourite episodes that has ever that we've done. Um, no offence to everyone else, you were all brilliant, but Commander Tokotho <laughs> yeah, is thanks. absolutely, absolutely fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's such a good episode. I know two hours long just talking to to Mr. Music Man. It's unbelievable. It's so it's so much fun. I um I implore you to go and have a listen because um I don't think we get to hear him a lot. We get well, to hear he, his music a lot, yes. but we don't get to hear him. And I think I think that's um that's a good thing. And there are there are little um bits of his new new stuff in there as well which is also it's tokuso it's amazing excellent um right well um has anybody else got any other business before um i wind up with the shout outs 
Nope. Okay. Um, let's start with, oh, Commander Lev has made the Commander's Handbook, which is a bot for Discord and is currently on the Leave Radio Discord server. Um, we'll put a link in the in the show notes for this. The handbook is designed to be a good starting point for new players and quick access for all the things experienced players look up constantly. It's not a complete encyclopedia, encyclopedia for Elite Dangerous, but it is a good starting point. Um, right. Uh, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday from 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to Radio dot for the mug dot com uh, for the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action check out the CQC discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC um, we also give shout outs to the following elite dangerous podcasts so that's Allograb AM Black Sky Legion Canon podcast uh, the elite cast for Spanish speakers uh, there's the fatherhood podcast flight assist the guard frequency loose screws squeaking fuel and system chat um, and of course, we also have the Data Sleep podcast, which is a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books when Station Commander Alan Stroud actually has some time. Uh, now, following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest that's provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejuice. And uh, just let me say thanks to everybody who's, who's chipped in on the Twitch chat and especially to all the in-game commanders that joined both uh, Psychic and uh, Shan. We have um, Commander Van Otter, Mother 666, Miggles, Silvestri, Soccer, Void Flames, and a Psychic's carrier, we had Alexki, uh, Katie Anna. Is that right? Yeah, well done, Colin. So proud of you. You're growing, man. You're growing. <laughs> condescending in one <laughs> geez, this is what gets me is enthusiastic condescending in one statement <laughs> um, condescending encouragement is what I like to call it chip chip and east riding um, thanks for that uh, uh, Chris that's always useful uh, so we have to say special thanks to the aforementioned commander Tokuso, JN Tracks, and Alan Stride, who have created music that we use in this show. Uh, and that is it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio, and you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Uh, do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So, thanks to uh, Psykit, thanks to Shan, and special thanks go to uh, Commander Mac Winston and Commander Alec Turner for, for joining us uh, today. And special thanks, of course, goes to today's tech specialist, which I do believe is Commander Ventura. So, until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? It's like having an orange Need a safe word for space getting over. Ah! Ah!
going to see the galaxy. subscribe Digest, 15th of March, 3308. We read the news, so you don't have to. In this week's news, we look at the new fleet carrier interiors while perching on a bar stool. And we check up on the state of the galaxy. Those mobile starports known as fleet carriers became significantly more useful today after the lifts to the social area were finally repaired, allowing commanders to hop out of their ships and explore the initially rather dull social space, which consisted mainly of a couple of corridors and a lot of service-suspended signs. Right at the far end, there's a viewing gallery, and if you're teamed or winged with the fleet carrier owner or if you're the fleet carrier owner yourself, you can access the mezzanine viewing area. Look down the necks of the pilots, who seem to have all had plastic surgery since this morning, and sit in the VIP lounge off to one side of the bridge. There's a screen there for the captain to schedule fleet carrier jumps, and right in the middle of the mezzanine, there's the extra specially comfy chair for the captain to sit in whilst the carrier is jumping. And sit you can in seats, on benches and on bar stools, as long as they're not already in use. This ability to bend in the middle and apply your bottom to a padded surface is something Pilots Federation members have been demanding ever since they were allowed to disembark. And a great chorus of approval rang round the galaxy as commanders plonked themselves down. There is a limitation though. You're only allowed to sit on one seat at a time, something that has sparked disquiet among those who, while admitting they can't actually sit on more than one seat at a time, have demanded the right to do so, in principle. The process of jumping in a fleet carrier finally allows commanders to view a fleet carrier size which space tunnel from inside. It looks quite like a normal hyperspace tunnel, but with added black smoke and lightning. The owner of each fleet carrier can apparently now add a theme to the shopping mall inside their carrier. It's not yet clear if these will include Abandoned Aztec City, the Hall of Mirrors at the Palace of Versailles, Sleazy Jazz Club or Kids Ball Pool, or will just be colours 
like the outside. We can only hope. The services that can be equipped include a bar, a Vista Genomics service desk, a Pioneer Supplies store and a shipyard access point. If you already have a shipyard installed, the shipyard stall is there automatically. But if you want to equip your fleet carrier that's at Beagle Point with Vista Genomics or any of the other services, you'd better stock up on tritium and get ready for some jumping. Talking of jumping, owners were finding an extra 30-minute delay added to fleet carrier jumps today. This is apparently because all the fleet carriers were wanting to jump at once. And there's only so many holes you can rip in space-time before the entire universe collapses in upon itself, like an abandoned ninth birthday party balloon. So, be patient. Jump times will return to normal very soon. With the NMLA destroyed and ACT disbanded and with the Colonia Bridge complete, what is there left for us to worry about in the galaxy? In the Federation, President Hudson's wanting to be permitted to stand for election for a third term as President in 3309. He emphasises that standing for election doesn't mean winning, but he wouldn't be standing if he didn't think he was going to win, would he? In the Empire, the newly restored Emperor Arissa has arranged for her personal guard to protect the remains of the Duval and Lavinia bloodlines, following the NMLA assassinations of the previous 18 months. Only Hadrian Duval and his infant son Hector Mordanticus refused the Emperor's offer. Those pesky traitors, the Lords of Restoration, are still locked up. The Emperor doesn't seem to know what to do with them. In the Alliance, the Riort Mining Coalition is considering leaving the Alliance rather than risk having Sirius Navy occupy their systems again. If this happens, and there's every sign that it might come to a head as early as Thursday, then Prime Minister Mann's plans to get Sirius to defend him from the massive Thargoid invasion that he seems to think is coming may be thrown into doubt. That massive Thargoid invasion, such as it is, seems to be a bit bogged down in the mud. The two remaining incursions in the Witchhead Nebula in Lembas and Wellington are marginal, and of the two remaining incursions in the bubble, Gabia has almost been cleared, and only Melanges, where no starports were attacked, still has a significant level of incursion. There is still one huge story lurking in the background. Aegis remains on the point of being wound up for good, and Admiral Aidan Tanner remains under threat of court-martial. But Salvation still hasn't come good on his promise on the 15th of December last year to deliver a final solution to the Thargoid threat. In fact, we've heard nothing at all from Salvation this year. We know that the Federation, Empire and Alliance navies are allowing their personnel to work for Salvation. And we know that Admiral Tanner's trial was halted while the Federation considered the information Engineer Ram Tar revealed about Salvation's superweapon. But of Salvation himself, the person who claimed that in 3308 a decisive blow would be dealt against the Thargoids, there has been nothing. Nor has there been any further information about Azimuth Biochemicals, the company that discovered Thargoids and Guardians 200 years ago, and that four years ago was conducting Chimera vivisection experiments in an attempt to get humans to fly Thargoid ships. 
We now know that it was Azimuth that sabotaged the Aegis megaship Alexandria and looted 400,000 tonnes of Guardian technology, leaving the crew of the Alexandria to die. Is Salvation a hero or a villain? Is Azimuth going to come back to give us more nightmares? Will we ever get to meet a Thargoid face to face? Whatever happened to the Panther Clipper? The galaxy holds as many unanswered questions as ever. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. On 107.8 Black Diamond FM. Hello out there, Commanders, and welcome to Algorab AM. I'm your host, Commander. I flip the switch. And this is your one-stop shop for everything there is to do in the wide world of Elite Dangerous, the Algorab system, and, uh, you know, we're there. Welcome to the Fatherhood News Podcast. Please follow us here and subscribe to us on YouTube for your daily news headlines, all the news from the fatherhood space in Elite Dangerous. Sit back, turn the ship over to your covass and relax. We're turning on flight assist. Oh seven commanders and welcome in. My Come name is you. Commander Psychic. We read the news so you don't have to. 